You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. We are back. We are back in effect. F what you heard. Another podcast where we're talking about everything you need to know on the independent grind in music. Today, as usual, I got Uncle P in effect. Uncle P, how you feeling? What's cracking, bro? Yeah, I everything is everything. And we're talking about something that is of the moment. EP versus the single. EPs have come back in proliferation, I would say probably around 2016, 17. Many people began dropping them again. When we think about digital music and how digital music moves and the physical, as they call it, is no longer as it's no longer as much of a commodity in the music industry. EPs have become very, very special projects that are released by a lot of artists. Many of your favorite artists today, especially in hip hop, are releasing EPs often. And outside of hip hop genres, country, pop, and R&B, soul, EPs are very prevalent. These projects, especially for up and coming artists, are providing artists a unique avenue of getting some music out there testing the waters and ingratiating a fan base so we're talking single versus ep so let's talk a little bit about the history of an ep first um eps originally started out when we would think of what an LP was, the vinyl, the original record. That's why it's called the record business, because they were thinking of the one physical medium in which music was delivered at the time. And that was through records themselves. And you had the larger scale records, which were the LPs, the 12 inch. And you had also the 45s, these EP singles were something that were shared often and sold if a record label had a special cover of a song Motown did a lot of covers of the same songs with the same artist over and over again and EPs would be released around some of these records often with extended remixes and extended cuts of the same song sometimes it would be additional songs given to it as well maxi singles was a name of what we would consider what an ep was i think probably in the 90s era when people were buying cds and tapes often and you get about seven or eight songs i remember the classic maxi single for me when we think of bad boy records was one more chance from biggie because you had the one more chance that was on Notorious Big's album, Ready to Die, which was not the one more chance that you got with the video with Aaliyah, Mary J. Blige, and Faith on the hook instead of Total on the hook. So everybody wanted the one more chance, so you had to run out and you had to get the maxi single, which was like an EP for one more chance. And you also got a couple other bonus cuts with that. P, what do you think is the difference between going at it single style versus EP style if you're an independent artist looking to enter the game? Um, right now I'm in the process where I advise most of my clients, depending on the situation, if you're new in the game, I'm real strong on the singles route initially. Okay. Um, my reason for that is nowadays you, you have to break in with consistency. The way I look at an EP, um, the EP could end up being a, a lot of work for one moment in time. 
So say you invested, you're going to do an EP um, and, and, and say you're doing six songs. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen so often where artists build up for this album or this EP release and the day after it drops, there's no more talking about the project. You know, it is the excitement has came and went and now you've put in six songs out there and, you know, maybe one of them gets gets some traction. So I, I, I firmly believe in if you're a new artist, you know, we're in a society now where social media, you have to constantly be on somebody's head, you know, and it's really hard to keep their attention when you're just saying the same thing every every time you know so I I like the single approach you know you get a record out there every month you know nowadays I I think studio time all that stuff you know you you can release a song a month Um, go ahead what was you about to say the question I also have is during the mixtape era which was very strong in the 2000s for Mm -hmm. hip hop I think the EP serves in that capacity too where people it's a passive aggressive way of saying, well, it's just an EP or well, it's just a mixtape. And if people love it, then it's like, yeah, you even love my EP. Right. You love my mixtape. It's a passive aggressive way of releasing music that says to the market, this is not my best attempt at releasing music. It's an attempt at releasing music. If you love it, imagine what it's going to be like when I come out with an album. And if you hate it, then it's a way I can say, well, it was just an EP. You know what? I ain't gonna lie, man. I could not stand mixtapes. It, it was just of, it, because it, of that, yeah, that method of half-assing. Mm. Like I, it, it just, you know, it's so much music out here. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now, mind you, this is me not already being a fan of yours. Mm-hmm. If you already have a solid fan base, a mixtape can be a great way of feeding them. You know, mm-hmm. your fan base might not be as hard on you. Oh, man, he he slurred through this rap. You know, I mean, your, your real fan base can look over the mistakes that people often make excuses for when they, they putting out mixtapes. Mm-hmm. I don't want your subpar. Mm-hmm. I personally want your best. Now, have I heard some great mixtapes? Yeah. Now, during that era, I believe the mixtape became so popular, there were mixtapes that were albums, but were labeled mixtapes that were released. Yeah, and and that that was a whole political thing with labels and trying to go against your label because they're not you know, doing for you what you expect. Yes. So you're going rogue, and I'm going to do this. And Lupe Fiasco is definitely yeah. a shining example right. when it comes to that. Right, right, right. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, that era, like you said, I think the EP has kind of... Um, been the new name you know yes for the mixtape in a, a sense less than attempt possibly yeah of testing the market to see let me feed the audience more and i like your assessment of if you're an independent artist getting that single out there and really working a record and when you're independent this sounds crazy because I tell a lot of artists this and even as a performer myself it took a while to get a song that worked and I kept working it but 
you may work as an independent artist, one record that you believe in for five, six years. Yeah. And you want to be known for an as an artist with a song. Nothing's worse than being an artist where people know you're a singer or a rapper or a guitar player, but they can't identify you as a song. One record. Being an artist with one record says so much because people will say, oh, yeah, you, you that guy with that one song. For me, for a while, it was my teddy bear song. I kept performing before the song Shit Is Over for about three years. And I don't feel it connected like that. My teddy bear song, people connected with so I performed it for three to four years and people would say oh yeah you that uh, teddy bears tied up the tree guy sing that song you know that one song will make you some money yes as opposed to just having a whole bunch of records and people just know who you are and you can work the same record you may get tired of it quote unquote but that's why you should put a lot of effort into making a song you won't get tired of yes the audience is new to them you're just now thinking to yourself as an independent artist, you may only see this fan base once or twice a year. Right. I was performing African World Festival every year for a stream for a while, and it would be people when I performed some of my same songs that would only see me at African World Festival in Detroit and say, oh, yeah, you that guy with that one song. Right. In my mind, it's like I perform this song all the time. I'm almost getting sick of performing right, this song. Right. But now that I have a band and they know the the timing and the rhythm and it just takes it's so much again. more effort yeah. to teach them new material, let's just go on and do the right. song we know. So people are rocking with the music that they know and I've been performing it for years, but they only get a taste of it once or twice every two years. Right. And that is how you build an audience. Yes. Yes. Hey John, what is on the ocean song? You know how long he was working that record. Oh, yeah. And that was a great record to right. work. Right. But he was working that record for years. Yes. Yep. That record had a a demographic to it that um mm-hmm. it's not easy to reach. Definitely. You know? Um, and that's why it takes longer for some records like for for hip hop, you know, depending on the kind of hip hop, I can go to these three outlets and I'm pretty much going to see what's hot. You know, in the Cajun era, that R&B adult contemporary, you know, people are all over the place. You know, people aren't even really actively checking for music mm-hmm. when they get exposed to music it's on some passerby doing my regular day type stuff yes so it's a lot harder to to reach that audience it can be done you know you think outside of the box but we going off somewhere else man but as we're going <laughs> off it's yeah. still talking about working a single right exactly so i think we're on target when we're talking about working the single and how to work that single because cajun and his team worked the hell out of that they, single they worked for it. years and stay committed as many artists i believe pull out on working a record for a long enough time you should commit yourself to working the single the way i think now as an independent artist possibly three to five years yeah i mean you definitely you definitely can um you know and i'd say depending on your audience true you know True. 
um, because the young hip hop audience is in such a it's microwave so state right now. It moves now. so fast. It, it moves so fast. Um, and the trends change so quick. So you can quick. have snap music and the immediacy yeah. of us getting records now is totally insane to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting inundated with new music every time we open up our our social media. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I say put them irons in the fire. As you said, you always need to work it. You always mm-hmm. need to work that record, you know, but you also need to find your place in this music, you know. Um, a EP can be great when you have a solid, concentrated thought or direction on something, you know, um, you know, whatever it may be. You know, you want to do some keep the school safe. You know, mm-hmm. you're putting together a small project that that is a completed idea. I would definitely not spend no six months preparing an EP. You know, that's that's not the time that, that you put into it. Um, and then you think about it. If you get enough singles and you got them hot, you know, that's when you know you're ready for a bigger type project. You know, um, plus going the single route, it, it puts you in a position to make, you know, more money more frequently. OK, so going that single route as a rapper, I'm going to say two approaches in the microwave culture we're in, as you say, and the attention span. You need new music all the time. I would say have in the tuck that song that you want to rock with that's your signature sound for three to five years. Mm-hmm. That's your sound. Yeah. And then keep coming monthly with those new songs to perform. And I would perform both those songs together often. If Here, I had an approach, that would be the approach I would give to an artist today. Here's what's important about what you just said. You need to be authentic to who or what you're gonna be Mm -hmm. because if you use that formula chasing trends you know you're gonna be outdated real quick true real quick so make sure you're making some like you should be trying to develop your own sound anyway. Yes. If you're if you want to have a lasting impression in this game. Yeah if you're looking to remix and do what Blueface is doing it's it's probably not going to be as successful. And some of the artists that we can look at in that as hip hop has many artists like that would be even a guy like designer. Yeah. Yeah. Designer's whole field was like, man, is that future? Right. Right. And now you look at even where future stands and his stronghold and prominence in the industry is not where it once was. So designer definitely has no footing. No, no, he doesn't. Um, you know, and, and and that's what you get, you know, develop you a, a, a sound, you know, and, and I don't want people to think that singles always mean radio play. No, you know, um, most I, definitely. Yeah. It's I have received so the only time I get radio play in national or I would say commercially successful radio is when I'm a guest on the show. Other than that, internet radio for all my songs. Right. But people know me for some of the records I perform by coupling them. Right. And that's right. why I'm giving you the knowledge based on 
how I chop down the tree mm-hmm. and what works and having that signature sound. So some of my records are just with a, an acoustic guitar player, which was one of the things I was working at one point in time. Right. So that's a different sound where it's signature that I feel won't get as dated. Right, right, exactly. For me. Exactly. For me. So having a signature song with that signature sound is going to couple an artist to an audience. Exactly. Um, I'm going, I'm dating myself too, talking old hip hop and everything, but when I first heard 3-6 Mafia's Tear the Club Up and just the music itself, I was mm-hmm. like, this sounds different. Right. They were working that record maybe for nine years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it always sounded like this is different. It had its moment in time, you know? And and, and that's what you want. You you want people to be able to like like you remember when that was yes you know because it 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 was a part in history that just got you you know like you said it's different let me let me follow this it it captures something different and that's where i believe an artist can can dip their toe into whatever's new on that trend and then still have whatever their signature foundation mix is yeah yeah. And you can stay a little trendy and you're not stuck in the mix because we as artists often can be in our own world thinking to ourselves, people want something new, people want something new, people want something new, and not even say to ourselves, people don't even know who the hell I am. Right. Right. And 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 that's what these singles can do. You know, there are many ways to introduce yourself again and again. Mm-hmm. You know, now take your singles seriously, you know, mm-hmm. promote like people think you can just throw a single out there and it's just just going to be out there, man. You 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 have to promote. You have to lead up to it. Um, treat it like an album release, you mm-hmm. know, um, but you just don't absorb all the same costs in the producing of the music. I also like the idea that you said an EP can be a special project, and more and more special projects are coming out. Tied to different themes. It may be too much to do a whole album about, for instance, your favorite car, but an EP about your favorite car may be interesting. Right, right. Right. When you know your fan base, mm-hmm. that that's so important. Understanding who your fan base is, what they like, give you all the gives you all the information that you need to be able to feed your tribe. Also, what do you think of the special projects when you do an EP collaboration with another artist? Because that's something that happens as well. Yeah, that's something that's very um, popular. And, and I think it's, it's great for um, both fan bases. You know, I, I, I enjoy it um, when you see two different um, entities come together on that, that type of stuff. Um, it, it, it brings a whole nother aspect to the game so I I think that's a way of artists really you know finding their groove with another artist musician whatever it may be so I I love them actually so the collaborative project do you think it should be an artist that is more in line with what you do like how Method Man and Red Man fit or should it be something completely excuse me completely 
unique? What What do you think? Um, I think every situation is different. You know, like a, when when I said if you have a concept, mm-hmm. you know, it might be in within that concept that you want to present two different sides of the table. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, race. Mm. You know, uh, a black MC and a white MC coming mm-hmm. from two different angles. Like, uh, imagine the the different things that can come out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the rock rap. You know, mm-hmm. I I love it. I I love finding new things. I love when the artists can really go there musically as well, mm-hmm. and, and and not just you know bring what they bring lyrics you know try and create something different when you go into that realm with another artist so when you talk of working projects and really working as single what type of effort should be put into working an ep in your opinion um i really don't believe in releasing things without the without a visual tool to it too Mm-hmm. Um, I just truly believe that you know the biggest discovery method for music right now is YouTube, which is a visual platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to just have the music on there with a with a cover, but nowadays, you know, we we just visual is the medium. So I really feel like you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not having a visual together when you have that that music drop. Now, it doesn't have to be no extravagant $50,000 video. It's just something that works with the song. Um, Great artwork, you know, um, because you can't always be there to explain what the song is about. You know, we come across the visual a lot of times before we even hear something sometimes. So I believe in that. Um, You definitely just push it you know you should be as an artist you should have a great email list you know you should have an email list where all the bloggers you know and the people that can talk organically you know they might not pick you up that first time second time or third time you know but that fourth time you send somebody something they be like man this artist just keeps coming let me give them a chance because at the very least they're doing things the right way and if you do things repetitively sooner or later you're gonna get good at it Mm. you know and us bloggers us people us djs you know we love to say we we found somebody first you Mm. know we love to get that first crack at it like see this person's here is gonna be dope and in reference to working those singles, working those EPs, it can be frustrating as you can look in the market and say, damn, it looks like this person just came out of nowhere and I'm really working my working my mission. How did I how did this person get further along than me with minimal effort? And and I'm going from this is all assumption, but this is definitely one of the discussions many artists have often. What do you do when you feel as though the single you're working is not getting the traction you want? Well, I mean, I'm I'm always I I, I like to study. So I'm always gonna look at somebody that's got something I want and figure out how did they get there, you know? And and I scrutinize it, you know. Um and a lot of times you'll find that other people are just willing to do things you're not willing to. 
um, you know, a, a lot more people could get on if they wanted to do what this young people's music sound like, you know. Um, but you're not willing to do that as an artist. So I, I, I say so often, understand who the people are that like your music. You have to understand that consumer so you know where to reach them because we are so spread out now. And you just said exactly what I believe. I do believe that there is an audience for everything. It is. But how do you get there? is the tough journey as contemporary music has always been angled historically and i'm going back to scott joplin elvis chubby checker it's always been angled at young people meaning teenagers like though that that's 11 to 16 that is what the music machine is built to target if you're outside of that zone You have to build your own apparatus to reach them. You can't be afraid to go at it one fan at a time. Mm. I like that phrase. You you have to be able to be okay with one fan at a time. The key to that is out of every hundred people you meet, maybe two will bite on it. So that just tells me I had to get in front of 10,000 people as quick as I possibly can. You know, um, don't spend a whole lot of time on people that just ain't feeling it or getting it. You're you're wasting your time. Hmm. You know, with music, people are going to love and gravitate towards it or they're not. You know, mm-hmm. it's not something where you about to have a debate with somebody and, and yeah, they might say, OK, man, you dope," And then leave like, man, that dude is garbage. I, I think that and then also how I consume music nowadays, too, as I'm a different type of music consumer too, more of a traditional or older guy of other things going on. I love music all the time, but I listen to so much old school music. It may take a while before I even get you in my rotation. Yeah. So yeah. it's projects that I get today that I may not listen to until two, three months from now. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but I don't have the immediate. It's, it's, it's the truth. The older we get, the more set in our ways and the more we want the comfort of what we already know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the older we get, we're in less discovery mode. Yes. Um, the discovery happens through someone else that we trust. Yeah. You know, it is music is introduced through these podcasts that's coming on now and, and, and everything. So you have to understand once again, understand your consumer. Don't don't feel like that's putting you in a box because I've had this conversation with people. Are you trying to put me in a box? No, I'm trying to show you what box you in right now, how we maximize this box and grow out of. Yeah, but if we never know where we are to start with, we lost in the woods. True, you know. So, so you have to know where you can get that fan base. You know, if if you got an older R and B sound, you better be in these beauty shops. You better be in these barber shops. You know where they have somewhat of an older clientele. You have to look at the consumers and what their daily needs are. Grooming. 
food, clothing, you know, exercises becoming a big part of it. So how can you look at those four areas and figure out how can I get my music exposed to people that are doing these things? Because they have to. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You know, you you, you go to work. You know, you, you do these things. You groom yourself. Um, those, especially in the African American community, is where still a lot of discovery happens. Like you get people that just go to work, that have families, they get all their news from the barbershop. Mm-hmm. They get all their gossip there. Mm-hmm. You know who's hot. You know, so many. Uh, I, I go to a barbershop that has a, a big mix of generations. You know, and it's just so great. Some of the uh, conversations that come up there. You know, get to know the barbers in your area. You know, use them. Use the beauticians. You know, it, you you have to get creative now. It, it, it's not easy. Hmm. That is well spoken. Great, great information. I believe this show should serve as a tool many people need to listen to as performing artists and also producers working with performing artists about thinking about that. We've angled some shows directly at producers. This is definitely toward artists. But if you are a producer, channeling that energy of an artist to think about singles I believe can be a great tool for you as well. Definitely. Because, you know, you, you can be that go-to guy, you know, Mm -hmm. um, get your, get your work out there. Like really producers should be the new labels. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, you know, um, you producers out here, get to work. Stop waiting for somebody to save you and, and, and you put them bootstraps up and, and make your own. And mm. in that way, you make a, a way for somebody else. Because best believe, once you crack that mold, you have so much more leverage in your career. True indeed. True indeed. All right. So how do the people get in contact with you, my brother? You can holler at me. Uh, Facebook is where I kick a lot of daily game at. Facebook, um, Uncle P313. On the gram, you can follow me at Detroit Rap. Email Uncle P at DetroitRap.com. All right. And definitely DetroitIsDifferent.net. DetroitIsDifferent.net. F what you heard. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Peace. Holler.